This is an SBS radio podcast. Settlement Guide. Information, issues and stories about living in Australia. Cyber threats posed by technological developments are often one step ahead of the users and online intelligence services. The Australian Bureau of Statistics estimates in 2014 more than 1.6 million Australians were cyber victims of personal fraud. Language barriers can be a significant impediment to identifying threats. So what are the dangers of cyberspace and how can we protect our privacy online? Olga Klepova finds out more. By 2019, the average Australian household will have 24 devices connected to the internet. These are the estimations of Australia's cyber security strategy, a government plan to address the growing number of online threats. With cybercrime activities costing Australia more than $1 billion annually, it has become a government agenda to raise awareness and protect its community. Interpol identifies two kinds of cybercrime. Firstly, advanced, which are attacks against computer hardware and software. Secondly, cyber-enabled crime, in which traditional crimes such as fraud, crimes against children and terrorism are transformed with the Internet. The complex and international nature of cybercrime can make it hard to predict which country, businesses or people will be targeted. However, Technical Director in the Asia-Pacific region and Context Information Security, Richard Davies, says trends emerge with large companies. The sort of targets that they go after depend a lot on, on the business breakdown for a particular region. So obviously in Australia you've got more mining concerns than you have, say, in the United Kingdom. So, for example, mining sector uh, may see a large number of attacks before uh, organisations bid for, for raw uh, materials such as iron ore and so on to give the bidders a competitive advantage. But from an end-user perspective and a sort of small, medium-sized business perspective, I think there's really no difference. European Union's law enforcement agency Europol has recently released an assessment of Internet Organised Crime Threat, IOCT. It says that malicious attacks on public and private networks are relentless. One of the trending cybercrimes is social engineering, a psychological manipulation. Mr Davies says even straightforward hard luck stories can easily fool people. Quite basic scams, they call them, one of them the love scam, where um, someone uh, pretends to be a boyfriend effectively um, and then requests money and then quite often the individual can get sucked into it, slowly develops over time and they end up giving out a large amount of money, so several hundred thousand dollars sometimes. The Europol report also notes an increase of phishing attacks that use fake links sent to people to try and steal their personal data. Melbourne's Cybersecurity Hub Director of Threat Intelligence, Stas Stinky, explains the growing threat of ransomware. Someone would encrypt all your documents, all your family photos, and then ask some uh, not very high amount of money to decrypt it and get it back to you. A lot of people, they, they would pay because entire family history could be wiped out. Stas Filstinki says a way to spot cyber fraud is to use your common sense. Like in, you know, in real life, if something is too good to be true, that's most probably an attempt to, to defraud you. If someone will come to you and tell this is, I know the place where for $100 they will give you the latest iPhone, you would not probably walk in that dark alley. If you get similar emails from absolute unknown place, you shouldn't be clicking on any links or running any files coming there. 
Cyberbullying is another cyber-enabled crime adopted by online users from the real world. In Australia, one in four students has reported being bullied online, says Caitlin Wood, head of programs at Project Rocket. Project Rocket is an Australian group which runs school workshops to tackle cyberbullying. Head of programs Caitlin Wood says one in four students reported being bullied online. We have a team of incredible presenters that go into school each day and, and work with students in coming up with credible strategies to, to deal with hate online. But we're only a small team, so we, you know, we do service the entire country, the whole of Australia, but you know, we'll often get many requests from you know, across the country you know, to go work in these communities. Context Information Security's Richard Davies works with businesses to raise awareness about cybercrime. Educating individuals about risky phishing emails has short-term success. The results that we found have been quite interesting. For, for campaigns that are conducted every sort of two or three months, there is an increase um, in awareness and therefore a decrease in the number of users interacting with these emails. But if you wait a whole year um, and run the similar exercise again, the results are almost exactly identical to, to the original one, indicating that the users haven't really increased any awareness or they've just forgotten it over time. When English is not your first language, understanding cybercrime can be an additional challenge. Staz Filstinki recently ran a cybercrime talk for a Melbourne-based Russian Jewish community group. He says educating people is key. It's very important for non-English speaker and migrant communities to get educated around cyber safety, cyber security. The society around us doing so much business online, doing it unsafe or not doing it will only increase the disadvantage that uh, those communities may face in life. If we can help to educate them and to keep them safe online, that will bring benefits to everyone. Yet going online already implies surrendering some of your private information. Richard Davies advises to start with simple online hygiene. From an end-user perspective, I would say that the most important thing is probably to have a healthy scepticism when it comes to interacting with emails, phone calls, etc. There are a few good sources of, of information online that list sort of the, the most common scams that are happening at the moment. Um, the other one, to be honest, keeps software up to date. It doesn't always help, but it generally does protect against things like the watering hole attack, where you're visiting a, a common website which has been hacked, um, which will then look to target plugins and vulnerabilities in your web browser. If you believe some of your privacy has been breached, contact the Office of the Australian Information for assistance on 1300 363 992. You can also check the list of current online threats and find a glossary of cyber terms on Stay Smart Online, www.staysmartonline.gov.au. Feature prepared by Olga Klepova. And for SBS, I'm Margarita Vasileva. This was an SBS radio podcast. For more Settlement Guide stories, visit sbs.com.au slash radio.